Hello and welcome to episode 158 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always, the weatherman himself, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? The weatherman? Now is that my name? <laughs> People will have to watch oh. our Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> show to get that joke. I think this is completely Like, Wait, what? <laughs> I'm doing good. And joining us. I was trying to think of something that had to do with your D&D character, and I completely blanked because I could, did not prep this intro. Shanine, how are you doing today? Good, good. So we'll do a slight caveat to get out of the way. I am in Texas. We're in the middle of a, I mean, for us, a serious snowstorm, and we're having rolling power outages. And so if I happen to vanish during the podcast today, that's what happened. Um, and so hopefully that won't be a thing, but you know, just in case we'll get that out of the way. Um, this week we got ice robots, D and D red wall and a four hour movie. But before we do that, as always listeners, you can find us on our social media, which is one geek four one one on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere other social media wise. And then you can also join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between shows. You can also shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Then you can check out our show notes on the web on our website, onegeek411.com. You can watch live on Twitch, Monday nights, 645 Mountain Time. Be part of the post-show chats. And you can find our videos over on YouTube where you can like, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. We also have a red bubble store. And then you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. I realized I should probably flip those around the other way. That would flow better. Mistakes were made. But let's get into what we've been up to this past week. Shanine, how are you doing? Good. We played D&D this weekend. What? What? <laughs> it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I'm so excited. I'm happy. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, I'm into this story. I want to figure out what's going on. I want to have fun with all of my new friends. <laughs> just make friends with everyone. <laughs> oh, you'll have lots of friends. Good. On d and I'm feeling like I probably should have run my character a bit more by Chris before getting into like a puzzle heavy campaign. I mean, <laughs> with a character with eight intelligence, but there, there, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for combat too. <laughs> trying to keep it balanced, but you know, you, you need that character in the campaign too, though. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it's true. I think we're a well-balanced party. Yeah. Very diverse and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for, for everyone's characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and my husband started watching through Harry Potter. Nice. Again, last night. It's been a long time since I watched those movies. Like, university. Hmm. Which one's your favorite? I don't know. I've only seen them once. Okay. I'll be able to tell you after this watch through probably. But I did not get into Harry Potter till later in life. Mm. So But you're a huge Harry Potter fan. You've seen all eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what my favorite Harry Potter movie would be. I don't know. Order of the Phoenix, maybe? Yeah. I'm a big Goblet of Fire fan, but I feel like that's like a lot of people's just like go-to. I saw something today. Apparently, Rupert has only seen the first three movies. <laughs> it's because he lived the movies. Right, right. But like after a while, he just stopped going to the premieres and just went straight to the after parties and then actually go to the premieres. Hmm. Sure, why not? Yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah. I think also he's just like, yeah, I don't want to see myself 
<laughs> like grow up. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered about that. Like if I would actually go to like all of my premieres, I don't really like watching myself. I don't think I would do it. I would go. Yeah. I think live action would be a lot different than like animation. Cause like when people are doing like animated roles, they don't see, like you don't see yourself in it. You're not like, you're just recording your lines, typically like in isolation. And it's like for a lot of animated things, like the first time they actually get to know what's really happening is when they see the, see the movie, even if it's like a rough cut or something. And so like, I think that would be really interesting, but like, but yeah, like if you're like the main character of the, of the like movie and you've been there for, I don't know past two years of your life filming this like yeah it would be weird definitely go for the after party though definitely definitely (laughs) it's like celebrate (laughs) (laughs) yes i'd go and i'd probably like face the audience like somehow like i probably wouldn't watch i'd watch people's reactions i'd go to people watch chris i feel like that would freak you out more like with just like how I know you, like just knowing you, I feel like you would be fine watching yourself in the movie, but knowing that other people were watching you in the movie would freak you out. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'd probably go like at the end of the movie when everyone's leaving, just to listen to conversations. Yeah. You just hang out in the hallway. There we go. Like maybe not watching it as they (laughs) watch, but the post as people are leaving. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And I also appeared on the Bard and Bible podcast this weekend as a wandering bard. Nice talked about leviticus it was super duper fun i need to go grab that episode i have not listened yet but i will leviticus leviticus my favorite all the books (laughs) it's good leviticus is someone's favorite why not i don't know you gotta listen to the episode then you'll understand Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to read leviticus like side by side with the gospels because there's a lot like there's a lot of obvious reference. Like, obviously there's a lot of references. There we go. Like between what's happening with Jesus and like the, the law and Leviticus. And so. Yeah. I'm reading it with Hebrews right now. Oh. Nice. That seems like it could also be a good one. Yes. I highly recommend the Barden Bible podcast though. It's super fun. He starts out with like a fantasy, like, fictional story bit at the beginning and then goes into devotionals it's just a very fun way of looking at it like a story i love it how often are you going to be on do y'all have a schedule because i know they all just added a lot of people trying to steal her from us (laughs) better tell them back off no wandering (laughs) bards is just like your one special special episode i mean with the potential to be invited back maybe sometime but (laughs) but not something where they're gonna be like we need you on once a month no okay because we'll fight them (laughs) no one's agreed to do a podcast draft yet so mike listens to us sometimes you guys mike (laughs) you can you can have her sometimes (laughs) (laughs) chris what do you got for us from this week from this week well technically i've got a couple weeks worth of things oh yeah so you got two weeks because you weren't here last time. kind of but for the most part it's all the same uh so i started watching 30 rock again i think previously i was like through season four or something and then i tried to pick him back i was like i don't remember anything so i started watching him because i just needed a sitcom to put in the background and I figured seven seasons worth of content is should tie me over for a bit. Maybe. I'm doing the same thing with that right now. With 30 Rock? With 30 Rock, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like Get out of my head, Janine. Get out of my head. 
me, 30 Rock was that sitcom that like I enjoyed, but like I don't feel like I connected with the characters that much. Like it felt, I don't want to say more. It now though. Yeah, I think that's what it is. As I, I think I just like watched it at the wrong point in time. I mean, we're officially 30, so it makes sense for us to be <laughs> into the show now. <laughs> A little more relatable. <laughs> um. I was also just randomly exploring like Amazon Prime and I found this like older anime called Requiem from the Darkness. I'm I love the art of the show. I still don't know how I feel about what's going on or the plot. Um I'm not sure if it's just weird and dark or if I'm just not paying enough attention to what's going on. But <laughs> The art is phenomenal. And this is it's an old enough anime. It's in four by three. And I don't know. It just it, it's weird, but I'm enjoying it for the most part. Um <laughs> I might have to rewatch a few episodes before I have like a full review for that. But if you're feeling daring, go check it out and tell me what you think. Is it good? <laughs> because I can't tell yet. I feel um, like you using the word daring there means I'm not going to like it. Why? It's not it's not a harem anime. It doesn't have the tropes that you don't care for. Okay. I might have to check it out then. But it may play into like certain Japanese mythologies that I may just not know enough about to really understand the plot. I don't know. I, I, I'd say check it out. Um I also watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, one of the um, story about the Black Panthers. Had to think about how to phrase that because I didn't want to call it a Black Panther movie. <laughs> um, so but, very different. Yes, it's on HBO Max, um, but it's about, yeah, the historical and it, well, it's about kind of the a 21 year old kind of rising predominant Black Panther um, and the F, the uh, the friend that infiltrates the Black Panther movement on behalf of the FBI and kind of that betrayal. Um, it's really good. It's on my list. I've been meaning to watch it. I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it, especially like, um, like in general, the Black Panthers aren't a group that I necessarily always think of in the positive light, at least com- Compared to kind of their predecessors because they were a little more militant and things like that um but still definitely recommend it great time be watching it black history month um what else did i do yeah i think that's about it i've been busy <laughs> something we'll else will come up and i'll just yeah. throw we'll it think about it as we'll yep. far away else. yeah exactly oh that's <laughs> But yeah, those are at least the three major things I've been doing. Um, oh, I watched uh, the Ghibli 3G, the CG movie. Don't watch it. It's bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's bad. Um. As much as I wanted it to be like just kind of this endearing, it's just like this is not the art style. And the plot it doesn't even like conclude <laughs> emma's in chat and says um it's not a good movie <laughs> oh. it's like the ending has nothing to do with the beginning <laughs> but yeah but fortunately we still have a, a another feature in the works from ghibli that is Miyazaki. should be out in the next few years so that's a big plus For me, um, I think last week when we talked, I had thought I beat Assassin's Creed Valhalla and then talked about how the game baited me with more to do. Um, Now I have beat the main story of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And so um, I'm trying to take out all the members of the Order now. And um, one of them's bugged. And so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Just wait for a patch. Because they just won't show up. And so I don't know what I'm supposed to do to fix that. Wait for the next patch. So, um, so I'll probably take a break 
Um, I've been wanting to play um, Concrete Genie and Control anyway, so I'll probably jump on those and see where we're at. Um, also, coincidentally, kind of funny, put out their Assassin's Creed in review, um, which is a feature that they do every year where one of the people watches or plays a whole series and then ranks all the games, and it's about a two-hour thing that they put together. And so last year they did Legend of Zelda, and this year they did um, Assassin's Creed. And so... I watched that and hearing them talk about the plot for Assassin's Creed Valhalla made me even more confused about the ending of it. Um, not, not confused in the sense of not getting what happened, but more confused in the sense of not understanding why any of it happened. So, um, so that's a thing. Um, also, we watched Deadpool 2. So I have now seen both Deadpool movies finally. You haven't seen the second one? I had not seen either of them. What? Until, yeah, last week I watched- How did I not know this? The first Deadpool. I've talked about it all the time. Chris, I, I was not watching any of the X-Men movies until Fox, or till Disney got the rights back to their characters, which was really easy when all the movies were bad. But then like Deadpool and Logan happened and I had to like stand my ground. And so I didn't see Logan until like last year. Man, I st actually t still haven't seen Logan. What? Um, Not gonna lie. Because <laughs> Deadpool, like, Deadpool was its own thing for the most part. Yes, he, he's an X-Men technically, but wasn't straight up X-Men. It's, it's just Deadpool. It's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Deadpool could have his own universe. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah i feel like i needed to see well like i said i feel like i need to see them now especially with it being confirmed that there will be a deadpool 3 that will be in the mcu and so i definitely feel like i needed to to finally watch them chunk in chat says i still haven't seen once upon a deadpool which is accurate which is just the pg-13 version mm, yeah. of deadpool right that's the yeah. christmas edition family friendly <laughs> yeah air quotes fairly friendly um yeah and then the sitcom that we are watching just to have something on is New Girl. And so watching back through that, Winston is the best. Um, I cannot wait. We're still in, we're still in season one. So Winston is still like strangely good at everything. And then like, it's like after season one, he become like, feels like he loses all of his skills. And so <laughs> I really like that transition. Um, and I, I think it's really funny to, um, see Winston through the series. Cause you know, he's one of my favorite characters, but that is what we have been up to this week. So let's get into our discussion topics. Emma was not able to um, be here with us, but she left us a piece of news that I wanted to still bring up. And it's because it's talking about something that Deanna has made her stance on, and that's robots. And so, um, and the reason I thought this was interesting is because um, Mark Roper just put out a video about the new thing that's about to land on Mars. And so this was about how scientists are building robots that function out of hunks of ice and are hoping to send them to the moons of Saturn. I say with a question mark. Thanks for reminding me. Reminding you what? There's a piece of news I wanted to put in here. Oh, you're welcome. And so I thought this was just really interesting because like the basic premise is the idea that like obviously a robot can't repair itself or you can't send things to repair a robot on another planet because it would cost way too much money. You might as well just send a new robot at that point. And so the idea was, well, how do you have a robot fix itself? Well, you make it out of ice and then you give it what it needs to make new things out of ice. And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So it's called iSpot. Um, so basically like the idea is that like if the tire breaks, it is equipped to like cut a new piece of ice out into the right shape so that it can make a new wheel. And it's like, so it's just a AI CAD machine for ice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, 
there was one specific quote I found. Um, that of course is, is the reason I wanted to bring up that Deanna's made her stance on things on this well-known. And it says they could even in theory build replicas of themselves or other robots entirely. To do this, they would utilize local materials like say ice on an ice moon. So we're going to just end up with AI creating ice robots and colonizing this moon. Our planet. <laughs> Not on our planet so far. As long as we don't utilize them on Earth, we'll be fine. <laughs> Unless they're smart enough to make a propellant out of ice particles. They're not getting back here. <laughs> and enough propellant to break Saturn's gravity. Gravity. So I'm just saying. <laughs> But if I know anything about robots, you give them an inch and they take a mile. Take a mile. I mean, China's surveillance system is already called Skynet. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're doomed it, anyway. What is it? The pigeons work for the bourgeoisie? <laughs> <laughs> um, but since we are on space talk, let me just throw this piece out there. Um, so China's uh, Mars expedition, um, or at least their most recent um, exploratory mission. The Tianwen one should be arriving at Mars later this week, which is super exciting. In fact, uh, a couple days uh, recently, we actually got they've got video back um, of Mars, um, which I believe is kind of a big deal because I don't think we've actually gotten like at least high def like this like with modern technology, modern definition uh, of video of Mars. But yeah, this is, uh, so it's set to land. Uh, um, and not only that, so this is followed by the, uh, the Perseverance rover is also set to land or did it? I don't remember that. I don't remember the chain of events. Per Perseverance lands on Thursday. Lands on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I think I say that very confidently, like way more confidently than I actually feel. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we have kind of three things happening. So we have Perseverance landing. Uh, we have the Hope Orbiter um, will then arrive, and then the Tianwen One shortly after that. Well, we might be getting lots of Mars information. And then, I don't know, maybe we'll send people there. Someday. Get on it, Elon. We're still Elon. waiting. You said 2020 at one point. I remember that. Yeah. So much for that. That feels <laughs> ambitious even for Elon. I mean, he said something. He's like, we'll get them there in three months. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay. <laughs> Janine, what do you got for us? For this okay. Week? I just want to talk about D&D &D all the time now. Okay. Um, so having started a new campaign, it has me thinking about all of my old campaigns that I have never, ever finished. Because if you've ever played D&D &D or any tabletop RPG, you know that 90% of your campaigns never get finished and it's sad so do you have any unfinished campaigns and what is the character you played that you would like to return to oh i'm already returning to all my old characters <laughs> you're all npcs now <laughs> they're all npcs now <laughs> <laughs> but i was a big fan of like kind of one of my most played characters um was a kenku monk Way of the Drunken Fist, and he's one of my favorite characters. And you guys just might meet him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is fun. He was broody, <laughs> for sure. He just drank all the time. I mean, it's in the it's in the path or whatever. Right? Yeah. Way. I mean, he's the Way of the Drunken Fist. So it's like, what did you want him to do? Um, but like not to like 
like a detriment to himself, I guess. He drank a lot because he enjoyed it. And at times he's also haunted. So he did that to do that too. Although the haunted background is always fun because you like have just look people in their eyes and they want to help you. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> For me, uh, it's kind of weird because like the only like real other campaign I've played, like I learned that I did not like the class I was playing. And so like the character I liked and I, I would like to explore more, but I don't think it'll ever happen. And so, and that was, that's NG, my Eldritch Knight, who was named after Endeavor from My Hero Academia. Because um, that was kind of my inspiration for the Fire Ganassi side of him. And so, but I just didn't really enjoy Eldritch Knight that much. And so it's one of those that, as much as like, I have cool ideas for where that character would go. I just don't think I would ever like want to return to that. <laughs> I could see taking that character and going a more like straight spellcasting route, something like that, and kind of morphing that character into something else. But in terms of their current incarnation, I don't think I would ever like return to them. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes it's also about like in terms of playing a class being in a situation where you can actually capitalize on kind of their intricacies. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a lot, a lot of that's up to the DM and how they're going to challenge you in, in combat. Mm -hmm. Also party dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was, I mean, I can go on my elders night rant anytime. But um, it's one of those character or one of those classes that I think was really fun on paper, and then I just did not enjoy the actual play style of. Gotcha. And so, like, um, because you couldn't really, you couldn't really cast spells well. I'm I, I wanted something more similar to I think the Magus from Do you Pathfinder, want more like a ba battle mage. Yeah, where you're kind of casting spells through your weapon, which is ironically closer to a paladin in D and D. Um, and so I, I think that's just more of what I was looking for and this just wasn't it. And so then I kind of felt that it's like, well, I might as well be a fighter that kind of just has some spells then. But then I found myself not really wanting to use my spells cause they weren't that great just or it was just shield. And so I was just using now shield. Now you're a barbarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like now Shokar is just the, Shokar is just the exact opposite. I just was like, well, we're just going to smash stuff. Do you have an answer for your own question, Janine? Yeah, so speaking of paladins, um, <laughs> my husband was DMing for us, and I had a paladin that I was playing, Safira Blackburn, and she is so cool and just so badass, and, like, I gave the coolest, most epic terrifying speech i have ever given in my life and i will just i'll never be that cool ever again and i just want to be safira <laughs> <laughs> i think she had like the most fleshed out background that i've ever had for a DD character and i was really excited to dig into her and we only had like three sessions oh it was really oh. sad that's always a challenge, especially like when you put in all that work into a character. You're like, like literally, this is her life. This is her memoirs right here. Yeah. <laughs> She's written. And then. Boom. Yeah. There was going to be a lot of future things happening, and then none of them got to happen. <laughs> Just have him run a single person <laughs> adventure. Yeah. It's really not the same with no other people there to see it there True. was gonna be like secret reveals and stuff writer into a book <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like that meme I'm, that i'm i'm sure y'all have seen of the like i, I want to play D D by myself 
without rolling. I have just been informed that this is called writing a book. Yep. yep. Good opportunity though, because like you already did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I'd read that book. So what do y'all think it is in general about characters that make you want to return to them? Like we kind of went into a little bit of that just as we went through, but like, what is it? Or even maybe the opposite of like, what is it about other characters that makes you not want to return to them? For me, it's always like having a character that has growth potential for the most part, not just like leveling up, you know, but like, um, so a lot of it comes down to obviously the group you're playing with and the other characters and how they're going to interact and kind of grow maybe, or sometimes not sometimes devolve. Um, and kind of seeing that like, but making sure it has that dynamic aspect to their character. Yeah, I don't care about combat as much or how the class itself is. I'm all about that character development. Yeah, I think same. Like I've had a lot of generic characters, mostly barbarians, and like their whole character is that they smash things. And like, those are fun to play during combat, but not really like fun characters. I think, yeah, the whole Shots fired Cameron. Okay. I, no, I'll say on this, they, like, you can have an interesting right, yeah. barbarian. Right. And, and one of the reasons like that I'm excited for Shakar is that I would like to think that I have a higher than eight intelligence. And <laughs> so like, it's really funny to think of like how I would tackle a problem and then, okay, well, how would this other person tackle it? That like, not that Shakar is dumb, but that like, he just sees things a very specific way. Like, and it's, it's that like, I'm going to bulldoze through it kind of thing, like a wombat. Um, and so like, so like, even if I was playing a smarter character, like in our session from Sunday, people that have to go listen to hear more about why this happened, but I would have kept going in and out of the trees. Even if I was playing a smarter character, I would have just done it a different way. And I know how I would have done it if I was playing a smarter character, but it's like, I think stuff like that's really interesting to me. Um, and that kind of gets to exactly what y'all both just said is it's like, what's the character growth? How, how are you getting into that character's head where, um, and like, and I think that can mesh with the mechanics of actually playing the character. Right. Cause like, um, cause like NG is kind of the opposite of that. We were a very combat heavy campaign and I just didn't like playing that character in combat. Um, but like, if I did, I would have been more happy in a more combat heavy, like a campaign. Right. Um, cause it's not that that wasn't fun. It was just like, I just felt like I'm just not great at either of the things I want to be doing. And so, um, so like if, when those mesh well, like, I feel like that leads to a very good character. Again, yeah. And I say I, as having one campaign and then like some other one shots, but like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I think people, and I think you'll do a great job at this in developing Shokar um, in general. In general, like barbarians are hard because like people just think of them that way. <laughs> um, and that's how a lot of people just end up playing them. It's like, well, I'm just like, the thing is that they don't allow the character to actually grow based on their, their new friendships within the group or anything like that. <laughs> just like, it's like, their character remains the same at the start as it is at the end. Instead of thinking it's like, well, he has these experiences now. He probably would have learned and things like that. And that's what I like thinking about is it's like, okay, based on everything that's happened, this is how he was here, but he's had these other experiences. He's obviously smarter now, hopefully. That's the dream. Instead of just like, nope, he still just charges in all the time even after mm-hmm. the five conversations he's had with other party members about maybe that's not always the best idea. Yeah. And that's why I want y'all to hold me this. I don't want Shakar to be dumb. I just want him to be hard-headed. I mean, he has, like, a higher, he has a higher <laughs> wisdom, right? Nope, they're both eight. They're both eight? Oh. <laughs> yep. 
he's definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed, but, but I think you can play that. Uh, and, and I read this in a, in a blog at one point and the idea of like rolling your stats, but R O L E roll. Yeah. And so the idea that like, there's like that lowest common denominator of like, I'm going to play the dumb barbarian and stuff like that. But like, there's other ways that you can role play having those low stats. Right. Um, and that's like, that's something that I want to try to, that I want to try to get into again, as I say, with somebody with hopefully more than eight intelligence. Well, I mean, <laughs> like odds are depending on like what your character does, like those stats are set to increase too, based on your decisions, based on how I play, but <laughs> We'll get Either into more talk, of that. Yeah, later. that's that. We we could talk about that more in a month. <laughs> For the listeners, if you have a favorite character you would like to return to, um, or a character you would not like to return to, let us know why. Um, whether in the comments and our Discord, any of those places. And so, Chris, what do you got for us for this week? For this week, so it was announced that uh, Netflix is working on a red wall animated movie and tv franchise so movie and tv series and i am so excited about this um so red wall uh by brian jakes i always want to say jacques but everyone says it's jakes i don't know looks french to me (laughs) um uh but they will be basing it obviously we have the 22 book children series uh, published between 1986 and 2011. Um, they are working with um, who, what's their name? Uh, with some of the creators of uh, Over the Garden Wall, or I saved the wrong article. Um, but like, just in general, I was just thinking. Uh, because we just talked about this the other week and how a Red Wall series or a Red Wall based something would be wonderful. And then we got this news and I was just thinking, I would settle to just watch the original animated PBS series. Um, and then we just get this whole new thing. I'm not sure what to fully expect, um, but Netflix has been doing a great job with their animation studios in general i'm not sure if they're going to make this more anime like like similar to some of their other projects um i'm assuming they will probably go with their own kind of art style for these um and yeah so likely we may have to read some of their books for our book club the next 22 months (laughs) yep well, I mean, we got time, obviously, before everything comes out, and I don't think we have to do all 22. Granted, Netflix does have rights to all 22 books. Mm-hmm. Which so is awesome. what are y'all's experiences with Redwall? I read so, the first book last year, or the year before that. That's it. We had a copy of Muriel of Redwall, and it was duct taped together because I read it so much. Um, I, I don't believe I've read a ton of the book. I've probably read it like five or six of the actual Redwall book uh, of the series. Um, but like in school, like I never bought any more. It's just, I only had the Muriel of Redwall book. Um, but yeah, for like, me, this is one of those franchises that's like always been on my peripheral, but I like, I could not tell you anything about it other than it has animals. Um, I think I saw one episode of the PBS series once and it was like on at like a really wonky time. And I just never found it again is one of those things of like, we were like on a trip and it was on. And then like, I had no clue where to watch any more of it. And like, I enjoyed it. I just had like, like, you would like this if you, because you're a big fan of Zootopia. Yeah. And this kind of plays along those same lines where you have kind of the weaker, mice rodent races um versus like the larger badgers and things like that and kind of the rats um and kind of like this conflict between them i i think this is right up your alley but yeah oh by the way so the over the garden wall is the series i was thinking with if you haven't seen that that it's the main character's voice by elijah wood 
Um, or Daniel Radcliffe. Patrick. Huh? Or Daniel Radcliffe. That's that's where my brain was, but <laughs> it, it's Elijah. It is Elijah. Um, but yeah, Patrick Hale is the creator of Over the Garden Wall, and he has signed on to the 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 creation of this. Um, if you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, which now I think you should, just so you get an idea of maybe what to expect from the studios. Um, but the Red Wall. So for mine, we spend a lot of time talking about Marvel because, you know, Marvel's good. Um, and so this week we're going to talk about DC. Um, and so we got the latest trailer for the Snyder Cut. Um, were y'all able to watch the trailer? And if so, what were your thoughts? I have not. Okay. I don't think I have a way to watch it. So I'm not like super pumped up for it or anything like the snyder cuts longer yes it's like double the length so i mean like in the back of my head i'm thinking the movie was ready too long <laughs> yeah. i don't know we'll see it might be something that i like obviously if i have time i might throw on because i need a break from everything else mm -hmm. um just to see what's going on but i'm not gonna hold my breath they ready wonder woman was ready man <laughs> um i'm definitely i'm interested in it more in the fact that like fans like willed this into existence like that like Zack Snyder stepped out of the movie for family reasons. They released a different cut of it. And then now because of all the stuff that the fans have been pushing for since it came out, we're finally getting this like almost like director's cut of the movie. Except again, it's like a, a different director who of course did a lot of the work, but like, it's one of those that like, I'm more interested in it for like that side of it than I am anticipating it being an actual good movie. Right. Cause maybe like, and like my biggest thing is like, yeah, going in without those kind of expectations where it's like mm -hmm. might be make it like it so you can objectively say that was a lot better than what they did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those that like I don't know, like like Janine, you said you don't have an easy way to watch it, but like it being on HBO Max is also just kind of one of those things that's like, I mean, like, obviously, like, you got to do what you got to do for your streaming services, but it's like, it, it, like, it just kind of feels like, are we going to get, like, a DVD release of the Snyder Cut? Like, are they going to actually, like, release it elsewhere? Like, what all's going on there? Um, yeah, and so, and, like, for context, this is about an hour longer than Avengers Endgame. Oh man. Like Avengers Endgame was tolerable because it was so good. Right. And it didn't feel as long as it was. We just don't get that with DC movies as often, but it's possible that this might like this cut might actually do that for us. It's amazing oh. how much doubling the runtime adds more backstory. That makes the story make sense. That might that might actually be the biggest thing is that yeah. with the the time of the current cut and everything that maybe having the actual character development in there with more backstory will be what makes it better. I like, or uh, I'm just going to feel like I'm wasting saying hours. in chat. I can't wait to see this. Oh no, it's not going to be good. I can't wait to see the train wreck. And that's hundred percent how I feel of it's like, I'm just, I'm, it's more of like a curiosity than an excitement. It's just so much time to spend though. Time is like, precious. Yeah. And like, I want it to be amazing. Cause like justice league was not. Um, and like, I want it to be so good. I want the DC fans to like get their good cut of it. And like, I want this to like redeem that movie and the DCEU and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, I don't know. I it feels like DC, it should have been a mini series. 
and they should have just done four hour episodes, but <laughs> that might, yeah, I'd be down for that. Like find good break points. Yeah. And just cause I feel like that's how I'm going to end up watching it. It's like, I'm going to watch some, find a stopping point, stop for the night, come back another time, forget what happened in the first section. Like, like, yeah, I just can't see myself like sitting down for four hours to watch it. But I hope it's good. Like the, the trailer looks cool. We got to see different take on Joker who doesn't look awful. Like we got to see that like the villain from Justice League is in it and doesn't look awful. Like Superman's wearing a black suit, which I hear is a cool thing. So. Yeah, I am interested to hear like how it is because I really do want better for the DCEU. Like, I like, I love all the DC comics that I've read. And, like, the movies could be so much better. I don't know why they struggle so much. (laughs) It's like, I want it to be good. I think DC needs to just pour all their resources into what they do best, animated series. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because in general, anim- animation is not going anywhere. If you just even like kind of do an American anime studio kind of situation, like I feel like that'd probably be some of the best ad- best adaptations of their work. But yeah, they're just their their DC universe is just not cut it right now and it saddens me but <laughs> like wonder woman made me so hopeful and then then the other wonder woman made and you then so the sad. other woman is <laughs> like oh so <laughs> never mind yeah i mean shazam is good yeah also Shazam, we had two really good, good movies very close to each other. And then So if they're gonna do live action, they need to do more humorous stuff, I think. Because right. they try and do dark and gritty and it doesn't work. Right. It's one of those things that's really funny that that's like people criticize Marvel for just being like like undercutting all the emotional moments with the jokes. And then DC does the opposite and just no one goes to watch those movies. Yeah, I like I don't make fun of because Marvel like I don't feel like they undercut the actual emotional moments. They 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 let you do it and then they're like, okay, well, this is not the tone we want for the rest. So yeah, boom, let's get moving. Action, boom. Like it the overall flow of every Marvel movie just has that balance to it. And then the DC movies, yeah, like there is no balance. Like, granted, I think maybe it's because of nolan's batman movies set that tone and they are trying to capitalize on that and it's like this is what dc is supposed to be and then just doesn't work yep listeners let us know what you think of ice robots we said talked about dnd earlier Redwall and the snyder cut and if you're gonna watch it um, you can do that, of course, as I said earlier, in the comments or, you know, over on our social media or the Discord. Um, and that brings us into some announcements. Um, crossing our fingers tomorrow, I'm going to be guesting on Team Rocket Tuesday with the Infinity Bros, chatting about um, Magic the Gathering and Commander with Jarrett. We're going to be brewing a new deck. And so come hang out. That should be a lot of fun. And then also, this blew my mind. Book club is next week. Uh, yeah. Like, obviously, that's how time works. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, and it's now. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm over halfway through the book, which I guess is still relatively on schedule. Better than you were last month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have moved my book from the bookshelf to next to the bed so that I will read it some. Uh, you're on schedule too. Yes. <laughs> I think I have like two chapters left. Yeah. But I anticipate moving through this one a lot quicker than, than I did Treasure Island. So 
And also the book is Ready Player One. I don't know if we said that. But, yes. <laughs> but it is Ready Player One. So, um, so yeah, next week, Thursday night, everybody can come hang out and hear our thoughts on it. Um, that brings us into our top three list of the week. We're talking movie or TV roles you would recast. And as always, there are no rules. So whatever it is that you feel would be good. Um, this could either be replacing, or as examples, this could be replacing a character in an existing movie um, or TV show, or just completely saying, this is the type of character I would like to see in this role, things like that. Again, no rules. You do whatever you want. So on social media, Emma said, cast Whoopi Goldberg as the doc. I said what I said. Um, Jude Law as Captain Britain and The Rock as Blue Marvel. Just put The Rock in everything. Yeah, step one, just put The Rock in every movie as every role. Boom. <laughs> Janine, what do you got? Okay, I went with different criteria for all of mine. So my first one is not an existing movie, but I would love to see it. Um, there was a fan cast going around a while ago and like still pops up occasionally and I cannot get it out of my head for a live action Hunchback of Notre Dame. And um, I would absolutely love to see Peter Capaldi as Frollo. Oh my gosh, that'd be so good. Right? Like the whole cast that this fan put together was like so good. And I got so excited about it for like 30 seconds until I realized it wasn't real. But now I just want it so bad. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think Capaldi as a bad guy would be like mm -hmm. so good. He's got the eyebrows for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be a great Frollo. Now I just want to see him like be like that big twist bad guy because like I feel like that's the best way to do him if you are going to have him be the villain. Just like progressive, you're like, I love this character. Bad guy. <laughs> no! <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Um, How about we try recasting the entire live action Death Note with... <laughs> And actually, and change the set setting to the correct place. <laughs> Boom. I have one that's kind of like that on my list, too. <laughs> and I feel like that might be better, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to save mine that's similar to that for the end. So my first one, um, and again, mine are kind of all as, you know, almost, almost like what Shanine said. They're like different criteria. And so the first one is I would like to see a movie built around Will Ferrell as the Joker. Because I really like the like Batman, the animated series, like actual joke Joker. Also, and I would take um, Jim Carrey in this role as well. Like I know he played the Riddler, let him be the Joker also, but like, um, like an actual, like, comical take on the character especially after where that character has gone in recent years and have it be silly the goofy gadgets all that kind of stuff um similar to what we had um in the animated series that's what i would like to see i think will ferrell could pull it off it probably wouldn't be good but i would like to see it does it have to be no it doesn't <laughs> Janine, what's your number two? Okay. Um, so I have made my stance on Disney live actions, well known. <laughs> um, but I think Aladdin was one of the more tolerable ones so far. And I think its weakest point was Jafar. Mm -hmm. He was not scary in the slightest. He needed to be older and bigger and just a hundred times more scary. Yeah, he didn't so, give off in like sinister vibes. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah. So I was looking through like fan casts and stuff for this character as well. And I think my favorite 
I'm going to not pronounce this right, but Ferran Tahir, he played Raza in Iron Man. And I think he just would make a much scarier Jafar. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I had to Google who that was, but yes. Yeah. I'm Googling. That's a really good cast. I will give the internet credit for that one. <laughs> but yeah, I think they could have done better. You could do a lot of things better, just yeah. in general. That's why we're having this conversation. True. Although I'm not sure, like I, I gave my one example and I can't, nothing else is coming to my mind now. <laughs> This is definitely one that I like in my head. I was just like, I'm going to be like slapping all these down. I could do this all day. And then like I hit my three and then I forgot to write them down. And then I couldn't remember what they were until like, as we were going live and I was like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, um, Chris, if you want, we can come back to you. Yeah. Um, my number two, um, actually ties in with one of the people, um, that was on Emma's lists. And that's Jude Law, who I would like to see play Adult Ang. And so, um, of course, there has never been a movie made about Avatar. Um, but I think it'd be really cool if they made one and then like filled in the gaps between the series. Um, like Netflix already has their show going. Like, I, I feel like it'd be really cool to see that jump where we can get a, um, a like, that mature look at Aang in his prime and get to see like, again, I think Jude Law would handle that role very, very well. Um, I think they could not make the tattoo look ridiculous. Like there'd be a way of doing that with him um, and still making it look serious. Um, but I feel like he could bring a good persona to that character. Chris, you got another number two? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm I'm not good at castings. You know, it's kind of hard. I was trying to think because, like, I know as I've been watching things that I've been like, "Oh, that actor's not doing a great job right now." And I sit down, and try and think about it now, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> I feel like I always fall into the trap of like insert person that was in the MCU into this role <laughs> of it's like, I, I liked this person in the MCU. Well, plug them in here, plug them in there. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not sure. It's like, okay. Uh, or is like, is this just like, if I go like purely hypothetical, it's like, I, I wouldn't know who I would cast in the position. I just want to see a live action version of this. <laughs> yeah. And that's why there's no rules. I mean, true, but. Chris, if you come up with one, feel free to hop in, but we'll go back to Shanine. Okay. And then my last one, Doctor Who, of course. Um, in the role of a future doctor, I'd love to see Tom Hiddleston or Olivia Coleman. I think they would both be super different doctors, but I love them both. And it'd be super cool to see them in the Hooniverse. And with Olivia Coleman, I feel like with her having played alongside David Tennant in Broadchurch, that it'd be fun to do like some doctor crossover stuff too. I don't know if I've seen Olivia Coleman in anything. She doesn't look familiar. I don't know. I know her from Broadchurch and The Crown. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Broadchurch. Yeah, Broadchurch is on my list, but I haven't seen that yet. Ooh, it's good. 
I've heard, I've heard, and maybe it's you, maybe you've talked about it before and that, I mean, I'm sure you have, but like, I think that that's one of the ones like I, I've only heard good things about, and I like, I just haven't gotten around to it. It's pretty intense. And like so many Doctor Who actors. <laughs> Oh, in typical in an episode of Doctor Who. There's Twins? a chance. <laughs> I mean, this is the BBC we're talking yeah, this, about. Yeah. <laughs> BBC is the best. <laughs> um, that brings me to my last one, which is my comedy take. And when I proposed this last week, one of the things I mentioned was the possibility of just doing something with Muppets. And so this is my Muppets take. Um, and I would like to reiterate that it could not be worse than what we got. And so I would like to see the Muppet in humans. So take the show that we got, if you can call it a show, and replace half the characters with Muppets and the other half with live action. And I, again, I feel like it couldn't be worse. And so like, it just feels like one of those that like, you could very much plug in the characters. It would make sense with how, I guess like how wonky the character's powers are in the Inhumans. Like, um, like Medusa and things like that. I feel like would look well, like would look better um, on a Muppet than they did in the actual show. Um, and I feel like there's a way that you could plug that in um, and actually just like have it be goofy funny instead of cringy funny. Which I don't even think it did well. It wasn't, it was just so bad. It wasn't even like funny to watch. So it was bad. It was just bad. It's like, wait, what? I'm so confused. You need a little more. <laughs> supposition yeah. here um i do have one okay so we haven't had a peter pan in a while but i think millie bobby brown would be a great wendy mm. i don't know but peter's no one cares about him anymore <laughs> put anyone in that role <laughs> let's focus on some of the other characters So I came up with two. Friday. Listeners, um, let us know who your picks would be. Um, if you could cast or recast any characters from a movie or TV show. Next week, we're going to be joined by special guests, Brainy Pixel, um, which is a Christian animation studio. And for our top three, we're going to be doing our top three comic titles. So be thinking like we have to make them up or just our favorite titles. I think it would be our favorite titles. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm not making anything up. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. And I will say for how vague that is, it could be your favorite comics to read or just ones that have cool titles. So if you have one that's like the comic's not great, but the title is on point, then that also counts. I mean, like, most comics are just, like, a single word. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where to go with that, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, so I, I want to read it. So it wouldn't be, like, Black Panther. It would be, like, the specific run of Black Panther. I mean, I get that. Okay. Okay. I was making sure. But like <laughs> a lot of my favorite runs of things are just like their own thing. And it's still just, it's just monstrous. <laughs> like there oh. isn't a specific run of monstrous. <laughs> monstrous part one is my, is my first pick. <laughs> part one. That's my favorite title of all time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. I mean. Nah, I mean. <laughs> Listeners, we hope you will come back and join us next week. Um more chat and comics with Brainy Pixel. Um, as always, you can find us on our social media, which is One Geek 411 You can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between the shows. There's an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. 
Um, you can also watch live on Twitch, Monday night, 6.45 Mountain Time, be part of the post-show chat. Then you can find the videos on our YouTube. You can also rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then you can check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. Um, and then you can also check out our Redbubble store if you'd like to get some merch. And then, of course, you can find us on our personal social medias. I'm Humar Whittle. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram. And I'm not so forward. It's been a great week. Wash your hands. Read a book. <laughs>